Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. Thank you for joining. I really appreciate your presence. Hello, welcome, and good morning. Yes, morning, no matter what time of day it is that you're listening to, to this, where in the world you might be at this very moment, it is morning because if you're hearing the things that we're saying, and I'm, I'm not just saying listening to the words, but l- literally hearing what we're saying, listening with your heart, then you are waking up, waking up to your true life. So I applaud you, I welcome you, and I say good morning to you. Thank you. Uh, this past week, I really, really trust that you have lived your life the way we talk about, and that is in in these three ways. First of all, living with an attitude of gratitude. Hopefully, you have been living in thanks, no matter what's been happening in your life. You know, things can go a little bit sideways from time to time, but even in the face of adversity, in the face of tragedy, uh, it is always, always available to us to be grateful, grateful in all things, not for certain bad things necessarily, but grateful in all things. So living with gratitude is so very important. Happiness doesn't begin until gratitude starts. And then secondly, hopefully this week you have given of yourself. Giving is so important. You know, giving is a two-way street. When you give, you receive at the same time. And then thirdly, you have to love first. You have this power to choose. It's a gift that we've been given to choose. But if you love first and then choose, you'll have fewer regrets. So I I really trust that you've lived your life that way this past week. If you have, then I know you have made an amazing week for yourself and you have made an amazing week for the people around you. So uh, again, hello, welcome and good morning. We are here at True Life Academy and today, this morning, we have an extremely special guest with us. And and she's a special guest because she has actually helped me. And I don't know that I've ever told her this, so she might be hearing this for the first time. Uh, We're going to get into how she's helped me. But uh, Leslie Lucas is here with us. Leslie Lucas is a speaker and coach for service-based entrepreneurs. Once called ambassador of the gardening and event world, achieved her success through her genuine approach to sales. In her first sales job, she achieved the highest national sales and exceeded her goal by 378%. Early in her career as a trainer, she coached a team which produced the highest number of million-dollar salespeople in a one-year period, known for her diplomacy and integrity in business 
and client relationships, Leslie believes that selling today is not about being told no in your past. With a rich personal story, she credits tenacity as the one trait that has gotten her to where she is today. Teaching these tested techniques to her clients is only one way of giving back. Now, her passion is learning as much as possible about conditions of the brain while uh, supporting neuroscience and Alzheimer's research. Her grandmother and aunt had, and her mother and mother-in-law both have the disease. Well, Leslie, if you're there, please say hello to me. Say hello to our listeners. Well, hello, Clarence. Thank you so much for that nice introduction, and I'm thrilled to be on with you this evening, or this Um, morning. Actually, I'm thrilled (laughs) to be on with you this morning. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to to share your wisdom with us because, uh, you know, I I really, really appreciate the fact that uh, you are, as many of us are, very, very busy. And for you to take the time to give of yourself this way is is so very meaningful. I mean, you are living what we talk about, and that's giving of yourself. So thank you for that. Of course. I'm happy to be here and very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of your more extended family. All right. Well, let's get right into finding a little bit more about who Leslie is. You know, I I, I, I read a few things about you that I didn't know, actually. Uh, and and it's um, I will tell you, your your accomplishments are very impressive in terms of being able to accomplish what you have in sales and, and how you've turned people into great sales um, salespeople and working with uh, people about their relationships with, in, in dealing with sales and, and working with themselves. All of that is impressive, but I didn't realize uh, some of the other things that were going on for you in your life that maybe have brought you to this moment. Tell us a little bit more about you so we we can uh, really know who we're talking to. Well, I have kind of a varied background, and I've circled around to what I do now from a very small town in rural Montana and have uh, traveled kind of around the world doing things. I always felt like I was called to do something important, and um, I lived all over the United States and spent some time in Europe and did work there with clients. And I've really um, had had a wonderful experience of growing up in small-town America and learning sales from my parents. And really, you know, on Main Street in my hometown, really looking at what it means to be a good salesperson and learning from the, the very basics of watching my mom and dad, my both of them native Montanans, and, and seeing my father get up every morning and put a suit and tie on and go to work for 87 years and really um, go to Kiwanis and show up every Sunday in church dressed up in his suit and tie because that was all part of what he did. My mother having a beautiful home and welcoming people into our home and the expectation of what my brothers and I um, were to look like and how we presented one another, ourselves to one another and to people in our hometown, because that's such an important thing is, you know, how do you show up every day? How do you show up Mm -hmm. in your life as a person and as a business owner and as a mother, as a husband, and as a child? 
how do you show up each of those days? And so my experience growing up in that environment really gave me the foundation for all the other things that I've done professionally through my life. Oh, amazing. You know, as you were talking about uh, growing up in Montana, um, so that was it was not the big city necessarily. No, no. <laughs> the biggest city in Montana is about 250,000 people. And so my little town, when all the farmers and ranchers were in town, were about 12,000 people. Wow. So that's a, um, a small community, but obviously one that's very tight-knit. And as you can imagine, that if you really didn't, have relationships built and understand your clients, which are a lot of the things that I talk about in terms of what makes a successful salesperson. If you don't have those things in place, you don't stay in business very long in a community like that. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, just the the description, I was getting this visual as you talked about your father in a suit and tie and going to Kiwanis meetings. And, you know, I, I, I just envisioned that whole Montana environment and uh, what what struck me and, and the question that comes to mind was you being raised in that environment, um, you've obviously moved from Montana and lived in other larger cities. Did you find the transition difficult? Uh, you know, I think about being a country girl, that, you know, going to the big city or was it a, a smooth transition for you? You know what? For me personally, it was thrilling. I loved it. My parents sort of exposed us to many things growing up. We always went to the little uh, community plays at the high school, or if any any traveling group came through, we would attend those things. And, you know, we learned a lot about being, experience, experiencing hospitality and how to be an attendee, how to be a host, all of those things. And so they exposed us to a bigger world than Main Street, Montana. And so when the time came and I had the opportunity to go experience other things, I jumped at it. I love change. My husband often says to me, you know, it would be great if every time the wind blew, you didn't pack up your teepee and want to move to higher ground. He's not, <laughs> he's not one of those guys that loves to move. And for me, I love it. You know, as soon as I sort of get comfortable, I want to up, upend everything and move the furniture at a minimum and move the entire household at a maximum. So it wasn't, it wasn't a difficult transition for me, and I've lived in many places in the United States, and as I said, spent a lot of time in Europe and created a business there for our family before we had children, and um, just tremendous experience. So I think that foundation really gave me the courage to step out and the excitement to anticipate other, you know, other ways that people interact and other cultures. And we really have a philosophy in our family of trying to expose our children to as many things as possible. Yes, yes. Well, that's, that's, that's very good to hear because uh, quite often we lose that um, as we, as we raise our children, we, we either disconnect in some way and, and allow them to grow, let the rest of the world raise them, if you will. But to get those values that you've grown up with and instill those in your children is, is absolutely critical. There's the, no question. And, you know, for the, the many times that we have moved intentionally, in most cases, um, you know, for our children to understand from a very early age that our core family is still the same no matter where we are and whether it's a different home or whether it's a different city and that being able to go out and and experience other cultures and other um oh 
businesses, churches, you know, when you have those kind of experiences, even though it's different than the way I grew up, I grew up in the same home from the time I was two years old until I left for college, Mm. and my parents until one year ago still had that same home. And so that foundation was there, and that provided great things for me. But for my children, it's really the foundation of our family, and no matter where we move or where we go, we're still us. And so we can go out and experience those things. And what we find really helps for all of us in being able to experience things in this life is we we sort of have the ordinary is extraordinary. We'll be right back with that, Leslie. All right. Everyone will be right back after this message. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. How's your job going these days? Stop the frustration with your career. Give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level. What you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you. Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 090917. That's 8883 Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. Welcome to Toginet, Cutting Edge Radio. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, welcome back. We're here with Leslie Lucas, and she is telling us a little bit about herself in terms of uh, what got her into uh, where she is today. And, and Leslie, as you were describing just raising your children in these different environments, how challenging that can be, but having that uh, ability to to instill those values and, and have that be consistent is very, very important. Yes, I think, and as I started to say right before the break, I think making the ordinary extraordinary, mm-hmm. just having those consistencies and those wonderful things, going to the beach for an afternoon and building sand snowmen and taking pictures of it and posting that and sharing it with their friends that live in other communities where we've moved from, you know, continues to keep that network of a greater family, but it always helps ground us. And I think that makes a big difference in terms of how they look at the rest of the world and how our family and how my business in particular, how I help clients in terms of working with how they sell, because it all comes back down to those connections that you make. Right, right. Fantastic. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the, the work you're doing right now and, you know, how all of that, that background and, and that movement and raising kids and all of that led you to be such a successful salesperson and then want to um, share that with others and teach others how to do that. Yes. 
I do. I, that's that's one of my favorite things. And, you know, you may think about people who, when you hear the word sales or sell or salesperson, you know, oftentimes sort of that Rodney Dangerfield character comes into your mind or the the slick car salesman. But really, when you stop and look at who the most successful salespeople are in in sort of our history, you think of people like Gandhi and what he stood for and believed in. You think about people like Martin Luther King Jr. You think about Mother Teresa. Those are really the people that you that we should be thinking of in terms of excellent examples of people who truly believe in what they have to sell. And so selling becomes something that's so simple and easy that you don't even realize you're selling because their goal was to connect with humanity and to share their message with people. And so I think one of the things that I find through my own experience, and particularly for my clients that's challenging, is there's fear-based selling. So oftentimes you end up being afraid because of something that's happened in your past, you know, your in your life, you're sort of a natural born salesperson. When you when you come out of the womb and as soon as you can talk or walk, what are you doing? You're trying to convince your parents or other people to give you candy or buy that toy. And, you know, as time goes on, you may be in your high school class and you give a speech or give a a talk on whatever your topic is, and your teacher may give you a critique in front of the class. And suddenly that no, that wasn't quite what I was looking for, becomes an embarrassment, and a little wall goes up. And then you go to college or your parents, you know, tell you no a few times. And I think what starts to happen is you put barriers around yourself when it comes to asking for whatever it is that you want. And that is particularly true, I think, when business owners get fearful and start to think about um, asking for the sale, when the reality is we should be talking about and thinking about and living outside of our own head and talking about specifically, what am I doing to help that person? What is the service that I offer and how can I help them be better in what they do? Yes. You know, that's a that's a shift that I, I think we we kind of get everyone gets it, but it's sometimes it's it's difficult to do uh because we're always with ourselves. So we, we kind of think of ourselves first. And uh you know, I I I've come to the place where I've learned anytime I begin to say, just like right now, I begin to say I um yeah. <laughs> I, I I have to catch myself and say, Okay, how can I make this about them or whoever I'm talking to? Um so that's very interesting. Uh, we, getting out of our own way sometimes is difficult. Well, and it's so easy. You find yourself talking to someone who you're genuinely interested in or you're trying to learn about, but suddenly something happens or distracts you, and, and our tendency is to kind of go back inside our own head. Or if you pick up something that the other person is doing, if they look over your shoulder at someone passing by, you may suddenly feel, oh, they're not interested in what I'm saying, subconsciously you may think they're disconnecting from the conversation and instead of asking more questions you have a tendency to go back inside and think oh i said something wrong or i didn't relay my my uh company profile the way that i wanted to or i didn't talk to them in a manner which you know which they can understand and it's my fault and so that happens i think as you start to look inside and so really successful selling is getting outside of your head and really engaging with that person and learning 
what it is that they need from you or from your company. Yes. So when you were uh, you were doing this full time as a salesperson, and and I you know it, I read that you had exceeded your sales numbers by not you know ten percent or fifty percent or a hundred percent, but three hundred plus three hundred seventy eight percent. Was that would you say that was the secret in in closing those sales? Is to really just making sure that you were uh, focused on them, or were there other pieces to it that that you could share with us? Definitely other pieces. I think um, not just connecting with the customer, not just focusing on the customer, but really setting aside preconceived notions about who that person is or what they may be in there for. I've shared a story often about um, one of my coworkers at the time, Bob. And um, Bob was an excellent salesperson, and he was much older than I was at the time. And, you know, we sort of found ourselves in competition sometimes, mostly driven by Bob, who was very competitive with everyone. And a young couple came in to the location where we were, and Bob assessed them, had a very brief conversation with them, and walked on by. And they later ended up talking to me, and I talked to them for quite some time, and ended up turning what was an inquiry about one piece of furniture into outfitting an entire home. It was a very young couple, very um, simply dressed and not presumptuous in any way, just genuine people, clearly a little bit guarded about their money. Mm -hmm. And I just talked to them more about what they were looking for, what the feeling was in their home, those kind of things. And in that process, something where they came in for a couch turned into an entire home. And these people became great customers and we had such a great relationship because our rapport from the beginning was wonderful. And later, Bob came up to me at the end of the day and said, what happened? How did that happen? And I started to explain something, and he said, you know, that's interesting because for me, I never spend time with someone without checking out what kind of watch they have on and what kind of shoes they have on. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> and so that was that was telling, very telling, yes. because here in that situation, he did not take any time to get to know that customer or to understand who they were or connect with them. He really dismissed them by those simple things. So I think setting aside some, some of those preconceived notions yes. about selling and about relationship building, I think that's one of the things that made a huge difference in terms of my ability to sell at the level that I did. And I loved it. You know, I was genuinely enjoying what I was doing, and I think that makes a big difference, too, because that pressure's off. It's not like I was running around like Bob assessing watches and shoes to determine what my my paycheck was going to be. I was really enjoying the people who were coming in looking for help and guidance, and I think that makes a big difference. Right, right, absolutely. And that, that simple thing, I, I call it simple, it may not be easy for a lot of people because they're, they're, they're so... Uh, I guess trained and and used to doing it the other way, but it's it's so simple, and that can help you in so many areas of your life as well. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just like we talked about children and connecting with kids and connecting with you know people in different generations or different ethnic backgrounds or different religious backgrounds. You know, if you have all those preconceived notions set in place. Your suddenly your life becomes very myopic. Your um, your existence becomes narrow, 
as opposed mm-hmm. to sort of that excitement I talked about with you when I left my small town. I love to go back there still to this day, but I love experiencing those other cultures and other things, and I think that comes from, you know, looking at the broad base with which you approach life. Right, right. Well, you know, it's interesting. That as I opened the show and I was introducing you, I made a comment that you really helped me with my sales uh, you know, I that's one area that I have struggled with and struggled with since becoming an entrepreneur. And uh, when I met you, we went through this process and uh, you you had this label for me that I, I literally struggled with, Leslie. I don't know if I've told you how much I struggled with that, but um, you were you were able to categorize the type of person I was or what I needed uh, to break through the barriers that I had. Can you tell us about the the three the three things that you uh, that you identify? Yes, absolutely. The three words that I really talk about are inspiration, transformation, and tenacity. And I think those are really key factors in business. And I, I settled on those words because I really started looking at something I do with a lot of my clients. I, I call it throwing darts at the board. And you start to look at what are the consistent themes in your life and where, where are, your, are your more significant challenges. And as I started doing that, I kept coming up with similar words around these three words and realized that really what I was talking about was inspiration, transformation, and tenacity. Mm. So how do you inspire others, but how are you also inspired? And then how do you help others transform their business or their life? And what is it for you personally that, that is transformative? Because when you identify both sides of those coins, you are talking about the I, but you're also figuring that out so that you can be of service to other people. And then, of course, tenacity, which you mentioned um, at the beginning, is really my word and mm-hmm. the thing that I feel so strongly about that's gotten me to where I am in, in life at this point. And I find that all three of those words apply to almost any situation and any person, not just in sales, but in many things, and it means a lot of different things. But it was interesting because in, um, in the conversation that you and I had following the speech yes. that you heard me give, you had identified one because I asked everyone to really think about where they were in their life and their business and which of those three sort mm-hmm. of rose to the top. And as the people in the room identified that, which I think is very important, Many of you came and talked to me afterward, and we switched it, if you remember, because oftentimes you don't recognize the one that really can change the game for you. Right, right. <laughs> and that, that's exactly what happened with, with me, and that's why I, I struggled with it. Now, we're going we're gonna to take a break here in about uh, 20 seconds, but uh, when we come back, I'm going to share with, uh, with everyone what that word was that I ended up with and how I'm going to just give you some feedback on how it, it really uh, shifted me um, in a way that uh, I haven't looked back since. So we'll be Thanks. back right after uh, these breaks. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. We often ask, is that all there is? 
Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome to Toginet, cutting-edge radio. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. We're back with Leslie Lucas, and she is opening our eyes on on the, I'll just say, some of the things that can block us from being very successful. Now, her focus is sales, but I will tell you this, the things that she's mentioning will affect other parts of your life also. For example, her her uh, story about Bob, where he prejudged, if you will, the, the customer and lost the sale. Uh, we do that all the time in many parts of our lives, and we lose out so much on the rich, richness uh, that's available to us just by interacting with others and the world around us. So these are huge, these are huge, huge nuggets that she's sharing with us. Now, Leslie, uh, when you and I uh, had an opportunity to go through this and you, you, had, um, you, you moved me from an area that I thought I was comfortable with and saying, well, this is my block. And we moved from, I believe it was, um, oh, I'm not sure if it was tenacity or, I think it was tenacity, I thought. It I was needed. tenacity, yes. <laughs> I think I needed more tenacity to make the sale. And uh, we ended up with transformation. And and uh, I will say, well, you know, it it knocked me back on my heels a little bit because I was like, you know what, I don't understand that. And of course, you you know, we talked about it a little bit, but we didn't do a lot more work with that. So I I, um, and you did offer to work with me afterwards uh, a little deeper on that. But it made me go back and really evaluate uh, what was going on for me that that word would be. Uh, a descriptor for me. And uh, gosh, I, I, I'm very left brain. So I do a lot of analysis. <laughs> and I, I did some self self uh, head shrinking, if you will, around that. <laughs> and, <Okay>. uh, <laughs> and, and I will tell you, it really, really hit home for me when I finally woke up to what was going on. So I wanted to thank you for that. Well, I appreciate hearing that. And I know, you know, you were I remember the look on your face when I said, I really don't think it's tenacity. I don't think that is the issue. And you kind of looked at me like, what? Of course that's the issue. And so um, it was fun to talk with you a little bit about that. And I'm glad that you were able to take something away from our conversation and from that uh, speech to, yes. that really has helped you. And I was curious, you know, one of the things that I've, I've wondered, I was very honored to have you in my room in Atlanta and I was curious, you know, sort of personally, what 
spoke to you in in uh, uh, my speech in particular, and then secondly, more importantly, how what you heard then and today, do you think that benefits your True Life Academy family? Oh, great questions. Great questions. Uh, when I, uh, there's a couple of things. When I uh, sat through your speech and, and have you literally reach out and work with everyone in the room, um, there was a, a level of, um, you know, the, I know the word is used a lot, but this one really uh, is, is meaningful when I think of you. There was a level of authenticity that was just a, a glowing energy from you that just said, you know, this woman is real, number one. What she's saying is, is something she absolutely believes in. So I'm need, if she's real and the, and, the, and the subject is something she believes in, then maybe the subject is real. So let me pay real close attention to what she's saying. And so that combination really had me leaning forward as you were speaking. Um, and and as, I, um, as I learned more about, we didn't have a lot of time together there, but I realized that this was a very deep subject that you could have spent many hours on with us. Um, and I think it's important for our listeners, those who are listening right now, to really take the time to understand where they are in relation to uh, other people, building those relationships, those, those client uh, relationships, if you have clients, or it really permeates throughout the, the other parts of your life as well. So I think it's important, not only from a sales standpoint, but certainly you'll see it show up there really, really quickly. Uh, but it's important in other parts of our lives, too. So I, I thought you, your message was just spot on, and it was very, very powerful. Well, thank you. It's, it is something I believe so strongly in, and it's really fun to help people identify what it is, and then, you know, usually I'm the head shrinker, but it sounds like you <laughs> you got to work on your own since our last conversation. Well, the thing that happened, uh, you know, that, that, and this is, this is going to be, this is not going to be about me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift this real quickly, but uh, I, I, uh, I do a, a law of attraction workshop, and, and so I wanted to do um, a workshop on transformation, and uh, so it, it it forced me to do tons of research and, and evaluations and analysis of myself and just dig and dig and dig. And, and I, I hit wall after wall after wall and then kind of had a little bit of a breakthrough. Um, I think I've could, I could have gotten there much quicker if I had a guide or a coach like you taking me through it. So I think next time I come up against something like that, I'm not going to be shy about raising my hand and say, hey, just help me through this. Well, that's good to hear. And certainly, you know, if we have an encore performance, maybe we could do some live coaching. Ah, oh, <laughs> just put me on the spot here, huh? Okay. Yes. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, well, that's, you know, it, it's great. And for, before we go any further, because I know others might want that same, uh, that same aha moment. And uh, I know you are more than capable of giving that to them or, or helping them get there. How can people reach reach you or connect with you or reach out to you? Well, thank you for asking that. I, I have um, a Facebook page, which is Leslie E. Lucas, and it's facebook.com forward slash Leslie E. Lucas 1, the number 1. Um, you can always email me at leslie at leslieelucas.com. And then, of course, my website is leslieelucas.com. And I do offer... Um, 
a lot of my work is private coaching clients, and then I do have group programs, and we do quarterly retreats. And um, all of those things are, are slightly different in terms of kind of how deep we dive and, and what we deal with individually and the individual challenges. And on the group program, sometimes it's better for people to have a peer group of people to really bounce ideas off of and um, know that there are like-minded entrepreneurs that are experiencing some of the th- same things they are. And then, of course, our retreats are probably my favorite thing. Also, mm-hmm. Although I will say it's probably close to speaking. I genuinely love speaking to rooms of people, and the best thing about that is if when they leave, they ask me back or they want more information, then I know that I've really given them something of value, which is very important to me. And the retreats sort of do the same thing. You know, we have some one-on-one time. We have some group time. It's usually in a beautiful setting. And, of course, um, we work a lot and sort of intensely on what what needs to be put into place in individual businesses or practices for people that, that will allow them to free up from this fear of selling and really move into what they offer others which I think is so important and a big piece of what I do is to help that happen so that we can all experience each other's gifts. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Okay. LeslieELucas.com. That's, that's like the main place. Go there and, and, and connect with her. She's on Facebook as well. Um, and um, like, go to her page. Like her page. That's, was that Leslie E. Lucas 1? Well, if you go to the link... Facebook.com forward slash Leslie E. Lucas 1, the number okay. 1. But if you're not looking for a link, you can just go to Leslie E. Lucas, and that's where it is on Facebook or my website, of course, LeslieELucas.com. Excellent. And that Excellent. has more information about a little bit about who I am and what we do, and there's obviously a way to link to reach me. Yes, all right, Super. Uh, then uh, I encourage everyone to do that because uh, you're hearing it directly from someone that got immediate, well, I'll say an immediate uh, wake-up call. And I was groggy for several weeks afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but Leslie can, can absolutely be that alarm for you that can shift you um, in, in a certain way that really makes your business grow. Uh, and even your life different. So um, Leslie is available to you. Please, please reach out to her. You know, uh, Leslie, because it's a, you know, your focus is sales, um, at, at least one of your focus is sales. You talked about um, brain, uh, so, you know, brain injuries as well, or brain support, I should say, brain disease. Uh, we're yeah. going to talk about that in a moment. But because your your focus is, one of your focus is sales, what is it that, makes sales so difficult for most people? Well, I think what happens to people is that sort of layering on of the no and the emotional no that we talked about a little bit earlier in the program, mm-hmm. especially when it's accompanied by embarrass- being embarrassed. So being embarrassed about maybe saying something wrong or doing something wrong, I, I think that that's difficult for people. But as we talked about getting out of our own head, connecting with the clients or the audience, um, oftentimes you probably don't even recognize the best salespeople that you know because you don't ever feel like you're being sold to. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think I'm trying to think of um, as you're talking about 
the challenges that come up for most of my clients, um, I'd say the majority of the time is spending too much time looking internally and not really focusing outward. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and depending on who you are, when you look inside, you might you might see things that would stop you from uh, from making that sale or for even off making the offer uh, because you know how you would react or you're thinking that, you, you know, you're not uh, you're not strong enough in a certain area or you're not good enough for it or these other fears, fear of failing, fear of embarrassment, rejection. All those things are in that might be going on inside of you. And when, when really what the potential client needs is for you to just be there uh, for them and be authentic with them. Um, and, and when that happens, gosh, amazing things tend to uh, result from that. Well, and I think oftentimes people are sort of dynamic in their own head, mm-hmm. but then their self-assurance starts to vanish. And as that happens with life and in general, you know, that starts to happen and, and it, it spills over in lots of things. And, you know, sort of what you focus on becomes your reality. And yes. so if you suddenly start focusing on that didn't go well or one area of your life is a struggle and then suddenly it spills into other parts of your life and that focus, you start focusing more and more on those things, that really becomes your reality. And so yes. then everything becomes a struggle. And I think, Absolutely. you know, one of the things that, one of the, the my favorite quotes that I talk about is from Nelson Mandela. And it's, it's a, he said, there is no passion to be found playing small in settling for a life that is less capable than the one you're, than the one you're capable of living. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something I've carried with me for many, many years because that passion and that focus, if you're playing small, if you're settling, if you, you know, really have a gift that you need to get out there, but you're, you're focused on something that isn't your reality or isn't your gift. You mm-hmm. let those things in life and those challenges bring you down. You know, we mentioned a little bit about my focus on brain injury and those yes. kind of things. You know, to have so many people in my family who are, um, actually, I see, I think we're about ready for a break. Yeah, I think we are. So I let's... noticed that on our timer. <laughs> so, you know, if it's okay, I'll visit about that as soon as we get back. Sounds great. We'll be right back. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome to Toginet, cutting-edge radio. 
Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hi, we're here with Leslie Lucas, and she is making us top-notch salespeople. You know, beyond that, she is giving us some things that will make us top-notch people, period. Uh, Leslie, you said something about um, uh, the Nelson Mandela quote, which I thought was just so, so perfect. Because what we discuss here quite often is that our thoughts do create our reality. And uh, I, I know one of the things that we were talking about is whether or not our audience would really know, want to know about sales. But this, again, this permeates through our life. And you can absolutely apply it to sales in such a way that makes you very, very successful. Thanks you, thank you for making that connection for us. Of course. And you're right. You know, so often that word feels uh, abrasive or not like something people who are enlightened or really talking about their life's purpose want to think about. But, you know, if you even step out of the business world and you look at how do you teach your child, how do you negotiate with your toddler, how do you communicate with your spouse, all of those things really come back to that communication and, and, you know, the focus being your reality. And so I think it does tie in, and, you know, that's a beautiful quote that I think means so much to so many people. It doesn't matter what part of life you're in. Absolutely. Well, I, w- I want to honor um, some of the other work that you're doing. Um, as you talked, you began talking about um, uh, the conditions of the brain and supporting neuroscience and Alzheimer's research, you know, based on you know, your own experience and within your family. So uh, l- let's honor your, your grandmother, your aunt, your mother, your mother-in-law, and, and let's talk about uh, just briefly what it is there that, that you do and what it is that we can do to support um, taking, you know, taking action in that area. Well, thank you so much, because it is really an important part of my life. Um, You know, oftentimes people find their, sort of their passion out of tragedy, and I'm, I'm grateful that it isn't a car crash of a, of a young person or something like that, but oftentimes I say that Alzheimer's is sort of like a horrible car crash where everyone survives, but no one is the same ever again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I experienced this with my grandmother, and then um, my mother, about two years ago, really started to to decline, and she has an aggressive form of Alzheimer's. And so um, just living that experience, my aunt passed away about three months ago from Alzheimer's, and then my mother-in-law, ironically, also has it. And so, um, you know, it's such an important thing. Cancer gets a lot of attention and um, heart disease and those kind of things. But the, the sort of the dynamic behind what happens to the mind, not just in Alzheimer's, but in other diseases, I have an uncle who has Parkinson's. And mm-hmm. so that's on the same side as, as my aunt. And, you know, so that, that's another disease of the brain. There are many things you've probably heard oftentimes about the NFL players and repetitive concussive um, situations where they're finding by 40 or 45 or 50 years old they have a very degenerative form of dementia. And so, you know, we're learning more and more about even kids in uh, football as 
even preteen years what it means if they're getting concussions or falling. And my son actually had uh, started getting seizures several years ago and had, during one of his seizures, fell and had a traumatic brain injury from that. And so that happened prior to my mom's real decline. And so just, you know, it sort of spans our life. And, of course, my concern as I continue to age, you know, it's only 20 years from now if I were the same age as my mother and my grandmother when they started to experience their symptoms. And so that's so important, getting to understand more about what Alzheimer's, dementia, conditions of the brain are as your listening audience, because it's amazing, even if you go into a restaurant with my mom, you know, she seems fairly together until she starts to talk. She has something called word salad. So she may be speaking just like you and I are together, but the words don't connect. It doesn't make any sense at all. And, you know, the tendency or in the in the past, you may have heard the word, you know, people used to say, oh, they're senile or they're crazy. And so it's really important, I think, for people to understand that if you encounter those type of type of people where you don't want to pull them out of society, that it's not because they're crazy or anything else, and they're really trying to continue to exist in this life as much as possible. Wow. And so asking for, for compassion and understanding when you experience that. Yes, and, and I would imagine the, the, uh, the uh, I guess it's hard on the entire family um, as you try to cope with that. It's, it's not just, uh, well, you know, grandma's sick or, you know, auntie is sick. It, it affects everyone around them, I imagine. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it, I mean, my father, just a profound effect on him and, you know, where they thought their life was going. And then all of a sudden to have a situation that is so far removed from everything they sort of planned for and worked for their whole lives. And then how it affects my brothers and I and our spouses and our children. You know, my children have spent more time in memory care units and assisted living and hospitals in the past 18 months than I think most children at their age. But they also have learned an incredible lesson, and that is what it means to take care of your family, what it means to be there. And I hope that through this process that I'm teaching them what it means to make family your priority. You know, it's very important to me to make sure that my parents are well cared for at a time in their life when they're not able to care for themselves. And, and our, you know, in our American lifestyle, those facilities are not always the best, even if you have a great facility. You know, caregivers come and go. It's hard on them. And so, you know, you, you're left with some difficult options, particularly when you have to continue raising a young family or working yourself. And so it puts a lot of pressure on everyone involved. Oh, that's that's a very interesting point of a point of view, or at least a view uh, view of what's going on there. Um, just the fact that you mentioned the caregivers themselves come and go. It's got to be a tough job for them. So I imagine that there's a turnover rate there that happens, and that affects the person that's in those facilities. Absolutely, it's it's shocking. Truly, every week I feel like there's four or five new staff members and the people who you just sort of learned to trust that they understand, you know, the, the brain diseases are so varied. I'm certain that in future generations we'll have many, many facets of Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or dementia or encephalitis because 
they look so different. My mom has word salad, but she doesn't seem concerned by it, and she continues to move around physically all the time. She's very active, Mm -hmm. and there are other people that are in her unit that barely move at all, and Mm. but they can communicate normally, and so they just can't remember things. So it looks very different all the time, and so it's stressful not only for us as children or as spouses, but it's also stressful for my mom because those caregivers aren't the same. You know, that familiarity starts to come into place, and then suddenly change happens again, and that's very hard on people with dementia because, they, you know, that consistency leaves, and that's one of the things that helps them sort of stay present the longest is consistency. Yes, so It's yes. a real crisis in our care system right now. Oh, boy. Um, what uh, I know that if you had the answer to it, you, you know, we would we would all be doing it and be and we'd be done. But it, looking at it from uh, from the outside, is there anything, any level of support, anything that that I could do as an example that would help in that area where, where I'm not directly affected? I am overall because it's a community, it's a society issue and it's a health issue. Uh, but. Is there something I can do or something I should be aware of or just reading more about it or learning more about it? What would you suggest for us? You know, there are some fascinating books. I've really spent the last uh, several months in particular reading about as many different types of brain disease that I can. There's a, a book called Brain on Fire. You know, if you look at my Facebook page, you'll see many of them. I just finished the book Concussion about the story of the doctor who really confronted the NFL about concussive symptoms Mm -hmm. and their effects. I think reading not, you know, some people enjoy reading more of the medical side. I always, I actually love that. I get a report from the Alzheimer's Association and I pour through that data, which is fascinating to me. But there are ways to learn about it and understand it like concussion, the book concussion, or brain on fire, or books that are a little that are true stories, but they're really stories about people as a poor, as opposed to stories about facts. That's one way that you can learn more. I think getting on sites like the Alzheimer's Association and just becoming um, an observer or a follower of that site gives them more leverage to reach out to people for understanding. Absolutely, you know, one of the best things is to reach out to your local uh, political people or your congressman, your statewide congressman, in talking about the, the necessity for appropriate care because our baby boomers are going into, are living longer, and so the brain degenerates no matter what, just from age, even if you don't have a condition like Alzheimer's or dementia. And so I think making sure that we have places for our family members to go because so many of us now have two people in the home that need to be working. And so it's a little bit different, you know, wherein perhaps a couple of generations ago, you would keep your your parents in your home for much longer. But when you get to the point where my mother is or my father who's suffered numerous strokes in the past year as well, their needs are so much higher in terms of medical need that they have to be in a place that has that kind of facility. So I think that's one thing that's a big help is if you actually reach out to your local congressman and continue to voice your concerns about what health care options there are and that kind of thing. Yes. Excellent. Thank you for that. Gosh, I, you know, as, I, as, as we're winding down here, I'm thinking, gosh, we could have spent the entire show on this piece. It's so important. 
Um, and, and we really do need to pay attention to that, whether it's whether you have it, whether someone in your family has it or not. It affects everyone in some way or another. And we should be aware of that and and learn as much as we can. And as you said, uh, do what we can to increase our awareness with the with the politicians so that the healthcare system begins to support it differently as well. Uh, well, and I think what you'll find also, Clarence, is that even if you don't know someone that has Alzheimer's or you may not have that in your family, we all have something. Yes. And eventually we may need places where we can live out the remainder of our life that has a more skilled care facility. And those facilities are expensive and they're not well equipped because of that turnover. So it doesn't matter if it's memory care or anything else. So I think it's not just important for, for diseases of the brain, but it, everything as we age. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my, you know, my, uh, my mother, before she passed, she had Parkinson's and, uh, I, I saw that, uh, take its toll over time. So, it, you know, I think all of us have seen it in one one place or another. You, you know, I, I'm, I'm, we're running out of time, and I just I, I want to give you uh, another quick opportunity to tell people how they can reach you and maybe uh, in the last few seconds give them the address where they can reach you. LeslieELucas.com. And Fantastic. I am taking... Uh, one-on-one clients at this point, and I'm always happy to talk about, even not with clients, about any of these issues that we discussed today because they're very important to me, and it's, it's really my mission to give back in that way. Fantastic. Leslie, thank you so much for joining. Everyone, we will talk to you again next week. Really appreciate you being here, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you, Clarence. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.